0: Welcome to Balancing Life's Issues, the podcast that helps define work-life balance. I'm your host, Kai, and I'm here with the CEO of BLI, Wendy Wallner. How are you today?
1: Good. Super excited to have this conversation. This is an edgy one,
0: Kai. (laughs) I know. Well, you know, what I wanted to do is start kind of just talking about what's happening in the work-life balance world because that's what you've been doing Mm -hmm. for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we get there, I just wanted to ask you, you've
1: been wearing two watches lately. Yeah, I just... What what's what's that all about? I just took one off. So which one did you go with? I went with the Garmin, which is quite causing quite the fervor in the work life world to uh, Apple uh, to put Apple away.
0: Uh, and you know why did why did you go with Garmin? You know
1: I really am one of the people that's so committed to the idea of having it all, um, and it does segue into what we want to talk about today. But you know, um, and today is a perfect day to have this conversation because um, I didn't sleep well. Mm. And the Garmin is so intuitive and has so, so many settings that it, it, it gave me a message right away saying, you know what, Wendy, you're going to have to slow it down today. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have to give yourself more of a break um, and be mindful that because I didn't sleep well, I can't have a day like yesterday. Right. And so I think we all need as much help, coaches, therapists, friends, significant others, who really do watch out for us. And my garment's there for me. It's its giving me the message. Take it <laughs> down a notch today.
0: Yeah. Take it down a notch. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you know, it's that kind of that idea of the body battery we were talking about, right? Yeah. So like, what what are you doing today to make sure that that battery is staying at a level that gives you the energy to get through? Right. get through your day? Yeah. You know, speaking of getting through the day, there's this article from Glamour Magazine UK and the headline, and you're already smiling, the headline is lazy girl jobs might just be the secret to work life balance.
1: So first I have to say, um, maybe this is a little arrogant, but if you're a follower on our social media, I picked it up right away. Um, I picked it up before the New York Times, before Wall Street Journal, before any of the news stations. That's one of the things that I we pride ourselves here at BLI, that we're really, we're, we're the best news clipping in the industry. We're the ones that are gonna um, tell you what you need to know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first thing that I saw this, this entire controversy and debate coming. Um, and I think it's important, Kai, that we send both we set both sides up and then I, I'll share why I feel so strongly about one side. So let's talk about why some people are loving this lazy girl idea and think it's the most brilliant thing ever. And by the way, I think it's interesting is that theoretically it shouldn't be gender, right?
0: Exactly. And that, that was as I read through the article as a man, I was kind of thinking that to myself, how am I what 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 am I identifying with here? But really it's you know it refers to administrative, remote working, flexible roles which have a relatively decent salary. Now
1: we're doing this today when Zoom just announced that they're making their individuals, their employees go back to work. So how hilarious is it Yeah. that Zoom, yeah. supposedly working cutting edge is saying, no, 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 you can't work remotely. So that already throws a cringe into this whole idea.
0: Right, and I guess as the article defined it, administrative, remote working, flexible, decent salary, I redefine that as fairly compensated for task-driven roles that most people don't want to do and few are good at that offers proper work-life balance. So I
1: think the argument is that the way that we're operating today globally is there are very few organizations where the best and the brightest can have it all. The way it's set up today, there seems to be no option and dep- not doesn't matter how you identify sexuality or your age or, or it just seems to me that those people are just, done. They're just saying, no, Wendy, you're wrong. I've tried it. And the world at work, even not-for-profits, hospital settings, there's no choice for me except to do this lazy world and to just coast. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm I'm not going to disagree. I think we have to, as companies, small or big, begin to reinvent everything. Otherwise, the best and the brightest, they're going to opt out. Yeah, and
0: you know, and if there is a job at your company that has little to no responsibility and can afford someone to check out like that, whose fault is that? Right. More often than not, we look to the employee to blame. The Great Resignation, like this anti-work movement, but
1: quiet quitting.
0: Quiet quitting. You, why is the workforce in in this mindset? Right. You know
1: I, I think it's really interesting. You know, w- one of the things that I've always thought was. So profound was, you know, if you're a doctor, every year you have to go back for training to keep your license. A dentist, um, a, a plumber, an engineer. I mean, you could go on and on, right? But me as a CEO, theoretically, I graduated from University of Pennsylvania. You know, grad school, Syracuse undergrad. I never need to take another class, right? I mean, I'm I'm supposedly done. Mm, I'm a cook, right. Chicken. I'm perfect. I mean, so that's the first thing is that you know. Now I know this is self you know self promoting, right? Because I believe in education and training. That's what we do. But I start every morning listening to podcasts. What do I need to learn today? And how am I going to change the organization? And it's a little crazy, right? It's a little wild west here at BLI. I I almost never know when anyone's on or working or not working. I mean, you know, it's definitely, you know, and I can understand where certain leaders are going to say that's just that's too much. I can't handle it. Um, I think so. To me, this is a shout out to leaders in organizations, to managers in organizations, to be very mindful of if we want to get amazing people like Kai or his wife or my kids or any of these people that are really the ones that are going to bring us into the next phase of of amazingness, then we have to reinvent everything.
0: Right. Right. Which takes work. And, you know, I think you're you're speaking to the younger generation that's coming up, that is stepping into manager roles, that's stepping into C-level roles, right? I I would argue most of that group is pushing back against the traditional notions of what work is.
1: Because they're not inspired anymore. Mm. There's a bigger problem here that I want to make sure. So um, let's just stop for a minute and say, congratulations, you have a new little one in the world.
0: Oh, yes. Miles Eric.
1: (laughs) Miles Eric is coming into a world that we want to believe he can um, do whatever he wants and have it all, Mm -hmm. and be proud of himself. And my concern, mostly, and I interviewed you know maybe twenty or thirty people in last week for today's podcast about this lazy is are they proud of themselves when they opt out? Right. And that got them thinking about what does it feel like to not be at their best, and are they role modeling for the little ones in the world? Mm-hmm. You work super hard. You keep up, you know, your music and your um, your relationships and your in laws, and you, the list goes on and on and on, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what Miles is going to see growing up. He's going to see a right. balanced person that understands that you fill your cup up, or we call them buckets over here, in very different ways. He's not going to see a a parent who just says, you know what, Mm -hmm. I'm done, and this is good enough. I think the word lazy, and I know there's so much, you know, everyone's saying, oh, we don't really mean lazy, but you kind of do. You're kind of saying just go get your paycheck, and that's a good thing because you have more energy, more body battery for everything else. How are we role modeling for Miles that that's the best he can do?
0: Yeah, well, I guess I would argue that being in the music industry, right? That's, yeah, I went to school for music and, you know, moved to New York City and I was doing the music thing. All the jobs I had were in support of what I wanted to do musically and creatively, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a hard reality for um, musicians out there, um, I would say, or creatives, artists, you know, people in that realm, it doesn't really pay the bills. Um, it fills the soul. Um, it makes you happy. Um, so you have to supplement that. So I do think I'm in a I'm in a unique category of call it lazy at that coffee job, right? I cared about doing a good job there while I was at at the barista gig, um, helping pay rent. But ultimately, my efforts and my my true passions. Lied somewhere else. Okay,
1: so wait, I would say to oh. you that's really interesting because then maybe it's true that music becomes more of a hobby, right? Um, and if you read the next big the next big thing is that we are hobby shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say everybody becomes, um, you know, oh, I would date myself if I did a Rod Stewart, right? Something. Ah, Rod's still out okay, there. Classic. Um, <laughs> but first of all, I just want to say, you know, some, there is a small, but some follow their love and it does work. Right. Yeah. So the other problem concern worry I have about this lazy um, movement, this lazy girl movement is um, how many are going to stop when it gets hard? Yeah. Um, You know, so that's number one. And number two, I think the other piece about it is that, you know, you didn't want to come over into the corporate world. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I think it's interesting that it's not all been what you've wanted. Right. Right. Um, it's not you know. There are many meetings that are like, oh, do I have to do that meeting again? Or you know, do it, mm-hmm. right? And you can talk to that, but you're not taking a lazy way out. So there's a middle ground there that the you yeah. also have to meet, right? Yeah.
0: It just kind of seems though. At at the end of the day, as an employer, right? I think a lot of our listeners are employers, are managers, and we want to communicate how to communicate. <laughs> With a generation that's coming into your workforce
1: and parents, and you know, parents, one yeah. I love that we do. And I did it yesterday for a very big client. I made it clear that we always sit here wearing many different. At every moment, we're wearing, you know, not that one Bli podcast hat, right? Right, mm-hmm. um, and. Even Miles at his whopping six weeks old is watching and listening and hearing to every word you say. As a matter of fact, there's some cultures who say they're born at one because they count in utero. They say, hey, what are you talking about? They already developed a Mm. sense of the world. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, one of the things I'm so proud of is that we work super hard. Yeah. But hopefully on things that can continue our passions, our beliefs. And I really believe that if managers take a step back, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. It's how you see what you do for a living. I've done so many amazing conversations for bus drivers in this country, one of the populations that I love, because I know, you know, shout out to Mike, our bus driver in our community, who knew I was a single mom with three kids. So I want to tell a Mike bus story.
0: You got it. Can't wait. Mike
1: was there when I got divorced. My kids were very young. They were six, seven, and nine. And from a very young age, they they learned that Mike knew their schedule. Did they need to bring their instrument that day? Did they have their lunch money? You know, did could he check in with them about the sports schedules? And and Mike became part of our family. The fact mm. that he happened to drive a bus really wasn't what he did for a living. What right. he did for a living was add to our community yeah engage
0: with the community be there support and i right. think it's
1: interesting right that the, when i read these articles about this lazy girl it sounds like they're so emotionally detached from their world what kind of community are we going to have yeah i mean it is
0: where you find yourself in a moment and you know granted everything we've experienced the last few years you know i was somebody who had to quit my job because i had i had the space finally to understand how i didn't think I was being fairly treated right long way of saying here we are I'm being fairly treated because there's a work-life balance but it started with a conversation Wendy and I think you often check in with me as an employee with all of our employees um they're often staff meetings where you're like like let's talk guys like how are you feeling how are you balancing all this and I admire how you help the company pivot this way, that way. So
1: it's always always good to talk to you, Kai, because then there's a call to action. So the first thing is, instead of doing this idea of an exit interview, which companies do, you know, we should be focusing on a stay interview, right? Um, And and Mm -hmm. it's, what do I need to do to keep you here? Um, And what do I need to do to keep you challenged? So not for every project, because that's unrealistic. And we're, you know, we're adulting. We are in the adult world, right? We are. So, you know, but what do I need to do that enough of it is, oh, you know what? Yeah, I have this today, but I'm going to fill my body battery. And I want to talk about something that's important to me. Like I've been back to running, had a health care, back to running. Everybody kind of knows I'm not really good at it, but I'm back to running because we know our physical bodies.
0: First, it was a little self-deprecating there. You're out there running. That's great. Yes. Start there. Okay. Yeah. You
1: know what? Let me tell you, the runners out there, you need to stop asking me my 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 mile. My
0: mile, minute mile. Yeah. Right. It's not but, a question. Um, and
1: and I love it because now the Garmin watch sends me. You're an inspiration. It, love, love it. Love it. Right. But I think what's interesting is for this conversation, and maybe it's a good way to sort of sum up where we're going here, is our mind is connected, right? We're And we're just figuring that out in this culture. Like when I was in Thailand or Egypt or some other cultures, you know, the mind-body connection is 5,000 years old. It's who we are. Sure. Part of it, right? Right. Um, I mean, they built the pyramids with no email, with no, you know, yeah. <laughs> they built the pyramids, right?
0: <laughs> uh, some some think that was the aliens. All right, but I'll yes, take the go aliens. <laughs> they
1: built it without email. They built Many, that's you know, fair. but they built it because they also focused on intellectualism and it is the extreme opposite mm. of lazy it's the extreme opposite of how hard it is to do something how challenged you are how welcoming you are yeah. to really fail and that's all out of my comfort zone
0: right um, yeah
1: but it's kind of cool yeah And i'm kind of getting excited about it and it's kind of charging my body battery yeah I think it's interesting to think about it. It's not just our bodies, it's our minds and it's it really is the exact opposite of being lazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That call to action today is to go have that conversation with your employee. Have the, have the stay interview, yeah. right? Um, pay attention to what that inner dialogue is telling you about an employee and and go talk to them about that. And and the more you can do that, the more you can set the standard of transparency and open communication. I I believe the more, the more you'll get back. So.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining. Really take a minute, share a comment, argue with us. We love it. Yeah. With us, tell us how we're wrong. We'd love to hear how, (laughs) how we messed up. Um, Absolutely. Most important. Thanks for being here today.
0: Of course. And, and just a heads up everyone, um, you know, speaking of miles, uh, we're going to do an episode on postpartum depression coming up Mm -hmm. because, you know, we've been sharing my story on social media about, you know, the goods, like what's going great about about uh, having Miles in our life. But there is another side to that story, and we're going to bring in an expert. We're going to talk about it um, because it, it is a problem that affects one in eight women uh, in this country is, is postpartum depression. So I uh, look forward to that episode, that conversation, um, and that should be dropping in within the next week, so long as Miles is sleeping enough uh, to give me the time I need in the morning. To make it happen.
1: Yeah, and cutting edge with that new medicine coming out. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So thanks to everybody.
0: Yep. Until next time, everyone, take care. This has been a production of Balancing Life's Issues with your host, Wendy Wolner, produced by me, Kai Sorensen. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and you'll get brand new episodes as they drop. Got an idea for the show? Leave a comment or email Kai, K A I, at balancinglifesissues.com.